Episode 6.5. Ships in <laughs> Space Part 2. Chimps in Space Part Two continued. Yeah, this is part two of our Chimps in Space mini series ish thing. So yeah. last time we talked about how uh, uh, space travel mm-hmm. has kind of been evolving and the process is getting better. Uh, science is starting to back up some really cool stuff with uh, being able to search further into the galaxy. We got a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. Yeah, definitely. But so. Um, Space is a lot more than just like the physical applications of it. There's a lot of theoretical sides of everything, and now I think it's becoming a more popular topic with, uh, especially with uh, the revamp of Cosmos. Yes, Cosmos has been huge, um, and I'm really happy too because I think a lot of people, uh, Seth MacFarlane being one of them, also thought that kind of after Carl Sagan went right, that was going to be the end of it. But no, we have this new character, the great Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, so for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Cosmo with Neil deGrasse Tyson is actually a reboot of the uh, really popular series Cosmos, uh, A Space-Time Odyssey. Right. Um, that, that was his book, I believe. Right. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, 1980, uh, Cosmos, A Personal Voyage, uh-huh. hosted by Carl Sagan yep. um, and distributed by the Public Broadcasting Service. Yeah, and that, got, that got some attention back in the 80s. Carl Sagan was kind of uh, kind of the original guy who tried to make space cool. Very, He was a big proponent of popularizing science and uh, literate culture. Yeah, and then obviously Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson and people like that have now gone on to kind of continue his legacy. Actually, it was interesting. Bill Nye actually uh, started off in comedy up in Canada. <laughs> he would have. I did not know that, though. Yeah, and then uh, eventually he decided that comedy was uh, too insensitive to his desires, and he mm-hmm. ultimately wanted to teach people stuff. Yeah, And that's absolutely. when he started branching off into Bill Nye the Science Guy. And now Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson are the two heavy hitters in basically popularizing science yeah. in this new age of pop culture and technology. Yeah, they really are. Well, they're both pretty funny guys, and they both definitely have a, kind of a natural charisma to them. Mm-hmm. And it just makes sense that they'd be able to go on and actually incentivize people to care. So... Shows like Cosmos, I mean, there's uh, there's any number of channels you can read about or watch on YouTube for science. There's Wikipedia articles and all this stuff. And the problem is, is just nobody's interested. Cosmos got a lot of flack whenever it came on saying uh, people who were, you know, saying like, it's too flashy, it's too gimmicky, it's trying right. to call attention to something that, you know, people don't care about. When in reality, it's like, you know, people like science. People like learning stuff. It's just the... Uh, they, they don't have very many digestible formats to really get it because shy of reading, you know, a formal paper written on a yeah, particular topic, you're right. getting a lot of the nuts and bolts and not really a whole lot of the big picture. Definitely. So, and, and like, yeah, you can definitely make an argument that Cosmos kind of like overly popularizes it and everything. But at the same time, though, it's a great, it's a great medium and it's a great vehicle to get people interested. And we are naturally curious, you know, like mm-hmm. science is all kinds of great stuff out there and great developments and advancements like we've already talked about in the last episode. And it just makes sense that we need more people to get interested in it and more people naturally also want to be interested in it. Well, so that's Neil's, uh, that's Neil's topic. Is, is, um, yeah. He's saying we need more astrophysicists. We need more scientists. We need more engineers. Right. Uh, we need both male and females working together. We need both uh, countries working together. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, that's, that's definitely a big one. It's just unification. I, I've always thought that would be a really great thing, um, but with the way our geopolitical environment is, it makes it really difficult to make that transition into uh-huh. the next phase of humanity. <laughs> yeah, the next uh, – bar, barring the discovery of the, of the crystal skulls, right? Yeah, we're going to have to figure <laughs> out a, another solution. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I, you know what, though? At the same time, we're, we're seeing – I don't think we're seeing the beginnings anymore. We're seeing the progression of this. Mm-hmm. and It's a continuation of where we've been. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I think like all things, it started off slow and sort of gained traction. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like Reading Rainbow. Uh, just like Reading Rainbow. Yeah. Uh, that series was really popular, and nobody really learned how popular it was until they eventually took it down due to lack of funding. Well, no, and then, I, and then the Kickstarter. Kickstarter, which it literally blew the up. most successful Kickstarter ever. Yeah, I think that's. I don't even know what it's at right now. Let's take a look. Uh, last I saw, it was like three point six million. That's incredible. Yeah, it, it only had a one. I remember it had a one million dollar goal, and they, they were like exceeded that. In, I think about eight hours. Yeah, which was much fast. I, I knew he was going to make it, but I just didn't know how fast it was going to go. So, and yeah, so reading Rainbow, right? It happened, and then Cosmos similarly is like you know eighty series, right? Ended. Carl Sagan unfortunately passed away between then, and now it's being revitalized. So it's it's, it's kind of like science for a new generation because you know thirty years later, right? Well, it's the same science, just different packaging. Three point eight million dollars for Reading Rainbow. Nice. Yep. Eighteen days to go as of the recording of this episode. So Cosmos is getting a lot of flack, not just because it's you know it's flashy and well packaged, but because right. uh, it is a, a lot of religious people in the science community uh-huh. um, are claiming their representation has been neglected. Right. Yeah. Although I personally don't see that. Um, I haven't actually seen some of the episodes that they particularly cite as being problematic. Well, yeah, they had one episode on evolution that was um, that was basically like evolution's irrefutable. Mm-hmm. And they gave like all these examples of like, you know, where human, humanity came from and everything like that. I personally, yeah, evolution, right? It's kind of like the Simpsons episode where, where it's like here is evidence of evolution, right? But at the same time, they, they pose it to be like an absolute truth, which – it, it, it kind of is, though. But the people in the religious community, of course, took offense to that. The thing is, is that of the articles I've read about that story, it's interesting to see that at no point does he refute religious ideals. Right. What he's doing is he's providing evidence and arguments uh, against those ideas, which is all the whole thing is really about. It's about creating a dialogue and then actually debating topics it's rather actually than dictating. Really well done. The only problem is that they're like, oh, you're you're insulting like what we believe in and it's like, well, that's you know my, that, that's a little bit of a stretch. Well yeah. I mean at that point it's, they're talking about infringing on, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson's freedom of speech. Uh, absolutely. Well and then that's a whole nother can of worms, right? Yeah. But, yeah. PR aside, I I really think it's a really well done series. It's about as popular as I think uh, Big Blue Planet. How long ago was that? It that was, was a couple of years ago. That was uh, yeah. Oprah. Oh yes, yeah, I think, I think that's right. Maybe that was before Oprah did her own network. I, I really don't know. I'm not don't keep up with Oprah that much. But yeah, so Neil deGrasse Tyson in general, like let's just go ahead and talk about it. So he is he, he just does so much for the science community, and he seems to be a natural outlet of just like interest, but also he's captivating enough to get people interested and attentive. And he's obviously very intelligent that goes along with it. So mm-hmm. he's able to really make a great argument about just about everything he needs to talk about. And he definitely delivers his points 
Well, so he also has this consistency. He's not he's not a politician in any of these respects. He's actually sticking to his guns and actually like voices his opinion and doesn't waver on those. But him and Bill actually have Bill Nye um, has said this recently that uh, of the that big debate that Bill had. Oh um, yeah, the 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 debate with uh, with that crazy Australian guy. Ken Ham. Oh, good God! I know. Yeah, Reddit blew up when that happened. Oh, uh, Reddit exploded. Yep. But uh, so, okay, so that was a really interesting development because at no point had anyone openly debated any one of these, let alone it be like one of the most widely watched debates aside from like the presidential yeah. debate. And one of the things that came out from that that I think a lot of people kind of realized was how difficult people try to be whenever they're discussing a lot of these things yeah. that are based around indoctrination. Well, and the worst part, too, is like there's some great comments and some great fallout that happened after that was over. And some of the people were just basically like, we're sorry that, you know, we you had to put Bill Nye up to that, right? Because it was obviously ridiculous and like after a while like ken ham basically only had it, it boiled down to one basic argument from his side and bill and i obviously you know just had all kinds of stuff to talk about so it really got to be pretty one-sided pretty quickly one of bill's more prevalent uh discussion topics after the fact was that science is about facts and fact checking and if you have evidence to Thus, change my opinion on something, I'm more likely to change my opinion based on, you know, actual factual evidence. Right. Ken Ham is unwilling to change his opinion because it's his belief. Right. It's a yes. His opinion is belief, and that is something that psychologically I do not agree with. It's, it's dissonance. That's really what it is at the end of the day, because you're so ingrained on one thing that you're just inclined to continue to believe it because that's what you know, that's what you've kind of invested yourself in. Well, it's borderline yeah. disillusionment. It kind of is disillusioned, but like that's kind of taking it a step further that you, one, one could argue that he is you know, kind of pretty far down the rabbit hole, right? So. Mm-hmm. Well... Sensationalism aside, all of these are great avenues, and I think they really get a conversation going. It, it had to happen. Um, and, and if anything, it exposed just how ingrained that, that kind of wavelength of thinking is. I, I, at first, I thought that, oh, you know, it's going to be no big deal. Obviously, Bill Nye, right? It's Bill Nye. But, well, see, and it's also an yeah. unbiased platform. Um, a lot of the news outlets, uh, again, shy of reading an actual, like, white paper uh, a lot of these news outlets like Fox News and a lot of people think they have their own agendas and granted probably do. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they tend to cherry pick facts. Yes. And I think – Which is unfortunate, but yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. I, I really think that Cosmos does a really good job of not cherry picking but painting a broader picture. Yeah, right. They, they kind of try to connect everything and, mm-hmm. and like in a very um, kind of like here's where things began and like here's where we are present day. And they try to connect that, which is good. But they're also not doing it to persuade one way or the other, I don't think. It's, it's more like, if anything, it's more like they're just storytelling. They're, mm-hmm. they're just kind of like, this is like based on it's historical evidence, right? This is like what we know of, yeah. And it is a presentation, right. And uh, I, I think that's where people start to lose sight of things. They go into it thinking like, oh, they're just going to, you know, parade science and all this nonsense yeah. about, you know, archaeological information and, you know, carbon dating and all that stuff. And to a degree, I think if you're so against change. It, it's, it's not even change. It's just like acceptance of like, oh, wow. It's almost like if you've been living in like a fantasy land. Well, I think it comes down and to you, people just don't want to be wrong. Well, and so, this goes right back to the dissonance side of things. Yeah, yeah. They're so ingrained in their belief. Yeah, absolutely. Cognitive bias is a terrible thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's unfortunate, but it is absolutely true, though. 
On a lighter note, um, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> because of the series' popularity, Neil deGrasse Tyson has been kind of like brought into the limelight a little bit, and uh, th- th- there's been some comical things that have happened as a result. Uh, one of which being the infamous video of him, uh, which somebody slowed down. Yes, which is absolutely hilarious. We will put that up eventually. <laughs> uh, we'll put a link to it in the yep. show notes. But uh, yeah, so he's sitting there explaining this uh, story about Galileo and how Galileo, or no, Sir Isaac Newton. Yeah, it is Isaac Newton, I think. Uh, I think yeah. he, men- he mentions Galileo. Anyway, uh, so he's talking about Newton, how Newton was this prodigy genius. Right. Uh, yeah. And the whole clip is slowed down, so it sounds like he's literally high. Oh, he's like out of his mind. <laughs> but it's wonderful, though, because <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, it's just You just got to watch it. Oh, yeah. It's so, yeah. So be sure to look at that if you haven't already, which I hope you have. But, yeah, so it's just kind of interesting to, to think about just the progression of Neil deGrasse Tyson as an individual because Cosmos has brought him into – I don't know. Is he a celebrity? He is a celebrity of sorts. He's, he's a like celebrity. A, he's a celebrity scientist, right? Yeah. He's on Time Magazine. Oh, there you he's go. He's a celebrity. I didn't even know he was on Time Magazine. Okay. Yeah. So you know, he is become like the face of like why science needs to be cool. And he is really making science cool through that and other things. He definitely is a man. He has, he has integrity. He has, he has intelligence coupled with his integrity. Obviously a bit of a charisma. And that just is a really, really great trait to have. And that's, I think that's what makes him as popular and as um, endearing as he is. There's another guy that I'm thinking of and I can't remember his name. Uh, yeah. What, uh, Michio. Um, Michio Kaku. Kaku. Yep. Michio Kaku. Yep. Yeah. He's another uh, futurist, right? He's a forward thinker. He's a physicist. Yeah, right. Physicist. American theoretical physicist. Right. Physicist by trade. He's the one that wrote that book on just like what ifs that talked about like um, the potential for like man to like telekinetic abilities and like other sort of like – he's a bit of a transhumanist too. He he, he was kind of the one that like paved the way into thinking like beyond like the realm of the human body. Well, so he's got a couple of TV shows that he's done, one of which is uh, Sci-Fi Science, uh, Physics of the Impossible Visions of the Future. Right. Wait, I think that's Kaku. Who, who's the other one that, that wrote the – there's another guy. Yeah, Ray, Ray Kurzweil. That's the guy I was thinking of. He, he's another futurist who believes that we're going to be encountering the singularity soon. But uh, Michio Kaku, he, he's actually got a number of videos on YouTube where he talks about yeah. uh, a lot of different topics mm-hmm. and uh, his points of view on how a lot of this kind of comes into play. And it's really interesting how he has such a – firm grasp on a lot of these things and they're very in line with what a lot of the science community is actually saying so i mean he's actually speaking from factual evidence yeah and i think he also talks about how um a lot a lot of it's predictive though but a lot of it doesn't seem too far out of the realm of possibility well as a theoretical physicist a lot of what right you're doing you, you is have predictive to be science true very true but yeah i mean a lot of these guys who are actually really popular in the science community and are very vocal and public about a lot of these things are very concise in yeah their absolutely well, Kaku, I was just doing some looking up on Ray Kurzweil, too, another uh, futurist type. They are definitely, they've been around the block before. They're in their 60s. They've been in the science community for the better part of their lives. And absolutely. So once you get that kind of, that, that train of thinking going, then, yeah, it only makes sense that even if you do get into, like, the theoretical side of things, it continues into it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great though at the same time because this is what is paving the what ifs and the getting the thinking going that inspires space travel, inspires you know what if we do create the plasma engine that NASA is doing that will allow us to you know cut down space travel by a huge percentage like it's awesome and absolutely I think we need it too. It's kind of like I think at the same time right Neil deGrasse Tyson is absolutely popularizing the theoretical physics or the astrophysics and things like that, but you also need the theoretical physicists and the entire science community to try to kind of cover all the so it's all exciting stuff and everybody seems to be playing pretty nicely together you guys have any ideas please leave uh, comments absolutely subscribe to twitter what is kind of thing 
Uh, leave comments, like you said. That's our episode. Bye, guys.